You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. I was going to say, let's talk about your man Kanye. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just Jesus. deflated you. <laughs> Every freaking episode, this guy. Okay. What's up? He what updated uh, Life of Pablo. What did he do? He ruined Famous. He ruined it? Well, ruined's a strong word. Um, he changed the transition to the second half of the song. Did he? In to it, what? Did he not clear the sample or something? No, it's the same sample. Literally like the little like repeat. It's like a, he changed like a, a, a three second part of it, but he made it worse. Oh, and that, it, like you just said, it's the little things. Right. So uh, mm. he tweaked famous. He, he changed. He, uh, he, he put out the other version of wolves. Yeah. Um, but more interesting famous is on Apple music and Spotify. Mm. So is it the single? Mm. Cause you know, they clearly thought it was going to be highlights because they did that on um, SNL. Eh. No. Or is that just because they already had the dream? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if Kanye, Kanye is a singles guy, but I, famous I is an obvious single though. I, I th- Okay. <laughs> I've seen people complain because they're like, why isn't he pushing FML? What? And I'm like, what? maybe, maybe because the hook has the weekend dropping F bombs. Maybe just hypothetically. Wait people love FML. That, <sighs> people nothing love it. about that says single. Nothing. <laughs> You're right. People do like it because we caught a little bit of flack for, for not being crazy about it when we were. Eh. It's two But Famous is a more obvious single. Ultralight Beam could just completely t- sure. uh, took on a, a life of its own. Should should be he should have a video for that right now, but I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares about videos right now. I don't think he does either. That's he cares about being creative. And I, I feel like <laughs> videos are not create he can't be creative doing videos right I, now. I think uh I think we're gonna hear about a tour soon. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and just say uh, I think chance will be opening. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. So yeah, we'll get a chance project uh, in about another month or two. He should definitely be this summer if he's gonna if that if such a a, a thing were to pass. Yeah. Um. You, I see. I see him and Frank Ocean dropping this summer. Frank. I see him and Frank dropping this summer. Channel Orange is still incredible. Eh, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Listen. It's better. I'll say this though. I will say this. Okay. Sweet Life is an, is an amazing song. As is Pyramids, as is Lost, as is, um, I don't know, three quarters of the album. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. Uh, um, so, all right. So, yeah. So, um, you're right. I, I, it's one other thing for Kanye singles, honestly, like he, he, at least push it to radio. I totally think he could push a combo part one and part two of Father Stretch My Hands. Absolutely. People love this- that drop. Yeah, absolutely. He's actually like kind of messing up by not doing that because that about three weeks. I mean, shoot, Metro put out freaking merch. For right. The con- honestly, and this is going to, I mean, you know, this is the stereotypical, you push two songs to two different markets. Famous absolutely. with that sample at the end and Rihanna and the hook, that could cross over. Yeah. Aside from the line about Taylor Swift, but that might get even more notoriety. Absolutely. It and then, this will make the song. Right. And then, to just straight up rap and R&B radio, they'll play Famous too, but they, they would definitely play Father Stretch My Hands. Absolutely. Cause now, what are they going to do with the uh, the first line on the verse? <sighs> um, 
they'll just, you know, they'll reverse the curse. They'll bleep it out. Like they'll figure it out. That's not, that's not the big, I don't think that's a, that's a big problem. I don't. It's, it's a, it's less of a problem than what do you do with the hook to FML? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, can you imagine yeah. FML on the radio? <laughs> I don't want to. No. No. Every time I turn the radio, I hear a different weekend song. And I'm like, that's why people think it would work on the radio. I mean, have I mean, you heard the the record with Future, Low Life, right? Maybe that's the record that I'm hearing on the radio now. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you sound so old. I do sound old. What is this? What is this? <laughs> my man, my man, uh, my man, Steve, shout out to Steve Patton. He called today. He called Party Next Door, Party Time Man. <laughs> <laughs> he said, what's this going on with Kalani and Kyrie? And what's his name? Party uh, Time Man. Party Time Man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that was just a scream. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, there's a there's an evolving sect of Twitter called uh, Get Off My Lawn Twitter, and uh, I'm oh, not you, mad at it. I was gonna say you you could set up shop on Get Off My Lawn. Twitter. <laughs> Me? <laughs> uh, so, so we should like have a Get Off My Lawn Twitter flag where it's like it's it's just like grass, but that's the flag. Like it's just like a picture of grass. Uh, speaking you of could, P, speaking of P and D, um, he he put out a song with Drake, Come See Me. Yeah, I was just listening to that before we started the show. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like, gee, Party and, and Drake put out a record called Come See Me. What do I think that sounds like? Yep, that's what yep. it sounds like. You are, yep, you are. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're dirty macking. And, <laughs> but since you're singing about it and the beat is cool, then, you know, people like it. So, but it's, it's Dirty Mac 101. Scumbagging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you, yeah, whatever. Right. Can, 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 think back to when House of Balloons came out. Can you imagine that here we are? What is it? Five years? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, right. It's and it's right around this time. It's been five years since House of Balloons came out. Yep. And the the scumbaggery of R and B is just totally complete. It's at an all time high. Now your man Bryson Tiller is like the freaking mascot for scumbag R and B. I don't understand the Bryson Tiller phenomenon. I what I, does he do that hasn't been done better elsewhere? I agree. Okay. I agree. And I sound I like an old man, but like... I think that's what pisses me off about somebody like a Jeremiah. Because I'd Jeremiah, rather hear Jeremiah than than um than Bryson. Listen man, listen, man. We is a great song. We is a great song. But if you have not yet, and I think you have, Doc, there's a, there was a really interesting article on him from a billboard maybe like a year ago, right when Planes was out. Oh, uh, Planes, basically right. like his... um <clears throat> He's very shy. And so because of that, like he he no showed the video shoot, like he doesn't know how to put himself out there. So Def Jam was kind of like in a bind where he had all these number one hit records, right. but he doesn't want to put himself out there. So, it, you know, well, then why would you? I don't know. But so what I'm hearing about this Jeremiah album is that it just sounds like the dream. Now, OK, that's all I'm saying. Now, now that you said that, this. I'm sitting to myself thinking, wait a minute, I don't think I've heard this album yet. Like, hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, so like, oh, he sounds like dream. Like, oh, is that, is that a bad thing? You got a bunch of people who sound like Trey Song. Wait, like pre-hat dream or hat that's dream? what I'm that. That's the question, because only dream fans know the different stages of Terrius Nash. We've talked. I think it's pretty obvious. It's like, does it sound good or does it sound? Eh? <laughs> Because if it's and eh, there's a decent there's a decent chance the man's wearing a hat in the video. Well, pretty much there is bef- there's pre love king and after love king. Right. As my wife says, anytime I say, "Oh, there's a new dream song," she'll ask the same question. 
is he happy in a committed relationship right now? <laughs> the answer is yes. The music's probably terrible. <laughs> That's bad. That's it's so, true, though. That's so bad. It's true. That's so bad. Some people are better singing about heartbreak and misery. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's the bad part. It's just like, man, I have you. That's, that's that that's my whole thing with creativity. It's just like you're not a slave to your creativity. You don't have to wait on it to come to you, and you don't have to only allow it in cer- certain circumstances of your life. Like you're in control of your talents and your gifts. So if you want to write something, like force it out and write it, and eventually you'll develop that muscle to be creative when you want to be creative. So then you don't have to wait on like some calamity to happen for you to put out a decent album. There's my, there's my tip of the day. The more you know, just flashed across the screen. I don't know if I agree with you, but I, I hear you. Mm. I want to believe you. I, I think, listen, it's like if, if Shaq doesn't have a three, if Shaq shoots 100,000, if he does all the Steph Curry drills, he can develop a shot. It's completely different. How? Because that's not art. What? <laughs> what? Art, has a, art has a level of... Um, uh, bound, uh, bound. Oh, I'm trying to get the right word. The, the art has a level of not having any boundaries, but you can also be structured and still be creative. Sure. Listen, if art didn't, if you, if art was just about putting in work, then Rico Love would be the biggest R and B singer in the world. Who? Right. It's more than that. It is. What is it? That's what makes it art. What it, is it? it? There's, there's more to it. Sometimes you have to be feeling it. I now I agree. My my problem is when people only can be creative in those types of situations. I mean, then you got a problem with me. <laughs> <laughs> so your whole five beats a day for three summers? I mean... that No, right. Five beats a day in three summers gets you to a place where you can execute. But there's still a difference between being inspired and not inspired. Sure. Sure. Right. I, I agree. I, 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 do, I, don't, I don't mean to sit there and go, nah, you shouldn't work on anything. But there sometimes you just you're sometimes you're inspired right but it my my problem or my issue is is what is consistently inspiring you Mm. if it's only bad stuff right that i'm like okay you can you can will that to be a little more balanced so i agree with you i just don't like because i i was like that like anytime i was depressed i'm writing 80 bars and talking about everything and everybody that does nobody any good. And after a while, it stopped doing me good. I finished writing this verse and I'm still miserable. There has there has to be some sort of balance. And if and if this creativity is something that brings me happiness, that brings me joy, then like I want to I want to do it when I'm happy and joyous, too. Not just when I'm sad and at the edge of a cliff. Rocking back and forth by my, my tippy toes. You know what I'm saying? Look, like, I mean, I'll just be really upfront. Like, I used to use music as a way to deal with times when I was angry or sad. Sure, sure. And guess what? I'm happier now. Sure. And I, I don't, and I don't need music for that anymore. Right. So now what do I do? Mm. Right? That's a real problem. I mean, like, I don't make a lot of beats anymore. Like, I, I still work at it occasionally, and there are times where I'm feeling it. Sometimes where I kind of, I feel like I stumble upon it more, but like, I used to I used to have more like my mood was more up and down and around and everything else. Like I'm just I'm I'm in a better place. I'm in a happier place now. And you know, I don't need music as that outlet. So now what? Oh wow. Yeah, man. That's heavy. I'm staring at that every day. Oh man, that's heavy. All right. We need to we need to have some conversation. <laughs> but you yeah. know what? 
I'm okay with that. Sure. That's life. That's life. Right. And like you, I want to, I want to believe that I don't need that to make good music. Yeah. But I haven't seen it consistently yet. Sure. It's not to say, you know, it's not to say that, oh, I can't make certain music at a certain time, but there's something to it. Sure. Sure. And that's one of my goals with this album is to like, I don't want any depressing songs on this album. Mm. I'm not depressed. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't want another, when I, and I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but when I did Walking Contradiction in Philly, like that took everything out of me. Yeah. I never want to feel like that again on stage ever. I felt like crap after doing that song and I couldn't even get through the rest of my show. Like I literally had to will myself to finish that set. Cause I was just so depressed and taken back to that time when all that stuff was going on and I'm nowhere near that place anymore. So I don't, I don't, I don't even want to like reflect on that. It was a great moment and it was wonderful. And that's an amazing song, but whatever I do from here on out, can't touch that sort of stuff. Why, ha- why haven't we put the live version of that up on SoundCloud yet? Oh, you, oh yeah, that's right. You do have it. Don't you? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why don't <laughs> we put, why don't we put the set out? <laughs> You sent that, that's in my Dropbox, right? Yeah, I sent that to you and you're like, oh, wow, why'd you record? <laughs> <laughs> this that is why I did it. That sounds like me. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through our Dropbox right now. The first thing I see is Kairos chopped and screwed. I forgot <laughs> all about that. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we need to talk about some yeah. stuff. We got all, some, right. all right, anyway, real quick. Did you hear Kanye's ultralight prayer? I did not. Okay. I Should I have? Uh, I mean... How do you feel about Kirk Franklin's part on Ultralight Beam? I mean, it's a prayer, you know? Okay. It's Kirk praying. Did, did you say to yourself, I want to hear more of that? I mean, you can never, you never not hear enough prayer. Okay. So you might appreciate it. I heard it and I was like, no, I don't need to hear it anymore. I, I just, I guess my, because I saw it and I was like, the, my, my immediate response was for what? That's why I didn't listen to it because I right. just couldn't figure out a, a like a reason. It's like why. an alternate take of the ending, basically. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Okay. Um, so so a, th- we got a bunch of other random stuff to talk about here real quick. You did, did, you, uh, did you hear these Drake records that leaked today? I did not. Um, so one was called These Days and the other one was called something. We're <laughs> 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 incredible preparation for this week's Clark Radio speakers. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to pull it up right now. Hold on. So one was called These Days. These days. Oh, Controller. Oh, right. And it had a pop, pop a can on it. Pop a can. So of course, like you can't hear it anywhere because this this C and D life is real. Right. You don't catch it immediately. Well, one of them is so these days. Mm. So these days was a cover for somebody, right? Right. So I don't think that's on Views from the Six. No. But people think Controller might be. And I'm hearing good things about Controller. All right. Well, hearing this, hearing this sounds pretty good. We should, we should. Uh, it's it's. It's April now, right? Uh, getting close to April. Yeah, it April is. Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are our Arbor Graham season should be upon us pretty soon. Yeah, it should be. When do you uh, When do you think we're gonna hear views? I think I think we get April twenty second. April twenty second. So let me look. That is a Friday. Yeah. Why April twenty second? I don't know. And the more okay. I think about it, it because my gut says the fifteenth, okay. but my mind says that doesn't make sense. Okay. Um. Also, so they had an OVO sound this week, so the 26th. So they can do an OVO sound on April 9th, and they can do an OVO sound on the 23rd. Right. Um, do they premiere it during OVO sound? They premiere something during OVO sound on the 9th. 
New and they put it out the fifteenth, yeah. or they premiered on. Yeah, because the next one's on the twenty third. Now I don't think they. I don't see it doing coming out April twenty ninth. Now the thing that they might have to be, you know, aware of is uh, Beyonce is theoretically dropping in I April. I heard that too. And you know, there's uh, they will both dominate social media whatever time. But you know, you don't. Do you think, do you think one can trump the other? I think be Beyonce, right? I mean. Like you got to do this right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's, there's not they, they, their, their space, their sort of fan bases and in, in space online overlap enough, not a hundred percent, but there's enough of an overlap that you don't, you don't want to do both that at the same time. Right. Um. So yeah, maybe Drake, uh, probably Drake in April, almost certainly Drake in April, and I'm, I'm hearing Beyonce in April. I'm hearing Beyonce. I heard that too, and I completely forgot about her coming out about the rumors about her coming out but yeah drake better hurry up but titles really titles really pushing they're trying man gotta gotta respect it they're trying yeah they're yeah. uh so they uh they released some numbers uh recently uh i guess life of pablo did like 250 million streams and yeah in th- in two days or something or i don't know how many days 10 days whatever it was um <clears throat> uh they're up to 3 million subscribers uh, okay so Apple Music, I think, is at ten, but okay. that's Apple Music. You know, comes on every iPhone, right? Um, Where's Spotify? At? They've been quiet. I think they're they're north of ten. Okay, but, but they've been, you know, they've they were they were the original. Yeah, they're the OG. Um, but <laughs> in terms of like exclusive content, like titles, really been pushing it. They have, you know, the Rihanna album was there first. Yeah. Um, Kanye's album is still only there officially. Yeah. Um, you know that Beyonce album is going to be there. Of it's course. just a question of how long is it there? Absolutely. Um, and, and and Beyonce will, I don't think she, do you think she needs Apple? Because when uh, her album, when, when self-title came out, that didn't come, that didn't go on Spotify until the deluxe version came out. Right. But that, I mean, that's because, you know, a lot of artists have issue with Spotify having a free service because they're not getting as much money. Um I don't know. Might be, you know, they might try to, I mean, if you're titled, that's, that's the biggest bullet you've got left. Yeah. 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 Um, this, uh, what big Sean and Janae, they're going to have an album that starts out on title yep. this week. Yeah. Um, and then it'll end up, but that's only an exclusive for three days. So they're still clearly experimenting with like how long stuff isn't exclusive or stuff is always an exclusive. Yeah. But if they're looking, you know, it's the sort of thing where like no one's going to sign up for, t- I shouldn't say no one, not that many people are going to sign up for title for a big Sean and Janae album. Not at all. That's designed to remind people, oh yeah, title. And to keep the people who are already on title, oh, I should stay here because stuff starts here. Yeah. But Beyonce? That's a mover. That's a mover. Yep. That'll, I, I, I don't know if it'll only be on title forever, but that will definitely, I think it'll definitely start there. Yep. It has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no way it doesn't. There's no way it doesn't. And she could come. She could probably command what, two million subscribers on her own. She could probably take them to five. She'll get a lot. She'll definitely get a lot. Um, you know, especially if they do anything with her sort of her live tour and any live stuff on title like that. They've got a lot. They got options. They do. So, are we are we are we getting a Magna Carta Holy Grail too after that? Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> That took all the wind out. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Uh, you see uh, Timberlake's back in the studio working with people. Maybe he's got another Holy Grail. No, no. Don't stop my clap by saying that, please. He, I saw it with him and, him and Timbaland. 
Oh, I just saw him and Pharrell. I didn't nah, see him. he put out some more, him and Timbo. No. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. No. Yep. No, thank you. Go back home, Timbaland. Please, just go and, you know, keep making bubble wrap beats for Pusha T and go sit down somewhere. No, nope, Boy, that Pusha, that Pusha T project, nobody remembers about that. Came and went. Yeah, great. But it did a lot for him. Like, Pusha T, the brand. He's supposed to be coming out with his album around now. Dude. Right. Like, <laughs> just thought about that. Where's Pusha? But it did a lot for him. At like, the time. Pusha- I mean, it was a good. it was a good little moment for him, but like... In terms of the actual music that's on there, does anybody really care about that stuff? Maybe. I don't know. No. People liked Untouchable. They they liked Untouchable. They liked the intro and they liked the Seagull record. Oh, that's I forgot about the Seagull record. Yeah, they liked the Seagull record. Oh, Seagull. Seagull, Seagull, Desert Eagle. So I, a lot of, I mean, but a lot of, that, that's my whole thing. Like a lot of music is like that. Right. Like, you know, who's still listening to The Life of Pablo? Oh, all the time. Well, you don't count. My wife, all the time. She doesn't count because she's married to you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it that's is that the best album this year so far? It, it, how many albums came out this year? Three? <laughs> what came out? Pink Print 2 or something like that? Like what else came Rihanna out? Rihanna came out, that Kendrick project came out. Acklemore? <laughs> that album's terrible. Like what? Like what what came out? So that's that, not the o- the opening run is still incredible. I'm not. That's the thing, though, Doc. It's not that the album was bad. It's I. I just blame our culture. Like, well, what else so, has come out? That's the thing. Like, well, then that should give you more time to sit on more music, then, right? I'm, if I'm, nothing else, if nothing, because that was my problem with last year, where a lot of that music I couldn't sit with because something was coming out every single week. It, now s- stuff's coming out. It's just not stuff I really. I mean, like. <laughs> It's not as, I don't know, like, I really like good chunk, good sized chunks of Life of Pablo. Like, I realize that sounds like I'm, I'm damning with faint, faint praise, but like, the problem is like, when you have so much stuff, it's instead what it's like, I, I'll hear like a little bit of something and I'm like, no, nah, that's not as good as this other thing I'm listening to. So I just drop it. Mm. Right. So it, in a sense, there's like a crossover point where you go from, I've got a nice amount of stuff that I can listen to. So I'm jumping from thing to thing to where it's just way too much. And that what that actually causes people to do is to narrow in even more on what they really like. It's the social mediafication of music. Yeah. Right. The people have so much stuff that vies for their attention on social media. They just right. end up following the same people that they want to follow and reading the same blogs they want to read. And they get in this little narrow zone. And I think the same will happen to music. Yeah, big name stars are exempt from that. They'll 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 sort of flash into other into people's consciousness because they get retweeted or because it's a news story or whatever else. But like all the rest of this stuff, there's so much stuff that came out. Like you and I were just talking about today, uh, Drake's tax write offs division. <laughs> Did you have to sneak that in there? Though? <laughs> uh, put out an album on Apple Music last week, right? And you know what? It's pretty good. It's not bad at all. There are some records on there. I heard I was listening. I was doing dishes before the show and I was listening to it and I was like, wow. Yeah. So this this project is definitely um, I can't listen to this right now. <laughs> this stage of my life. Like I have to like chill. The first half of this album is really, really lusty and I can't go there right now. I have to. I cannot mm. do. Um, like uh, too late. Listen. Okay. I heard that song like six, like I heard too it. Too deep, like, you mean? Or too deep. I'm sorry. Too deep. I'm sorry. I was like, wait, too late? Too Okay. So too deep is a super dope record. I had it on repeat one day at work 
And then maybe after like my sixth or seventh time, I realized what they were singing about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this. Now, the second half of the album has some really good begging on it. Angela. Angela's a dope record. Hallucinations is a dope record. It ends pretty good. September 5th, I like. In and out, I like. Just the fact that I have to say that song title sounds, I feel dirty. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Try, try is really dope. Yeah, there. I, I was nothing, listening. I was listening to this, and I was like, okay. Yeah, nothing on this. Nothing on this album was like, nah. Right. There, it's there was some that was better than others, but it was pretty consistent overall. Yeah, for this just to get like floated out there. And here's the problem: like, you know, we, you and I were waiting for that Majid Jordan to drop. Oh man. And it turns out I should have been waiting on Division. <laughs> yeah, the Majid they 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 shot their shot swinging them. They, well, they gave the, they gave uh, just hold on to Drake, right? Well, it wasn't even that, but like, um, um, oh, what was their album before that? A place like this. Yeah, this album should have been a place like this with my love. Um, there's another song on the album that's all right, and then like one or two of their their older records. Like they would have had a great album if they would have held on to some of those records. Right. This new album was not good at all. And it, it really bothered me because I like Majid Jordan. And right, they gave uh we're going we're ho- we're going home to Drake and that's a super dope record. They didn't learn they didn't learn from the weekend. <laughs> right, right, right. We- weekend took a long time to recover from giving up those records. He did. And now look at him. He's make he's he- It's funny. We thought that he was going to that we thought that um uh oh wait, I can't how can I not think of the name of this record? Which one? This is going to drive me crazy. Which one? His big record from this year. Uh, Can't Feel My Face? Thank you. I thought Can't Feel My Face was going to be like, oh, right. Weekend's going to go, he's going to go pop. And it turns out, no, he just needed to get a foothold. Yeah. He needed enough room to squeeze the scumbaggery through. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about that today, man. It's like there's so many artists who are benefiting off of Drake's sound, just sort of that right. like woozy emo stuff that he does just sonically to him at 40 do. But Weekend's right on, under him. Yeah. Weekend ushered in the dirtbaggery. Right, and, and then Future came in the side door with the dirtbaggery. Yeah, and his dirtbaggery is, yeah, oh man. He, 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 meshed, like, he meshed up the dirtbaggery with the, t- with the turn up. Right. So, yeah, wow. So dirt, yeah, dirtbaggins at an all time high. Unfortunately, like good guys, nice guys. Like hopefully y'all just y'all get married, y'all find y'all a nice good church girl, and y'all. Oh no, wait, hold on. <laughs> let's let's talk about something else. Let's so, talk about <laughs> let's talk about a nice guy making music. Okay, let's talk about Christian Gray. Let's talk Christian Gray. Let's talk about it. Um, Glory album, the Glory. So, did we review his previous project on the show? Now we did not review School of Roses. What we did was was we had Wit Swoop and West Pendleton on the show to nerd out about the creation of the album and all right. the Flack Radio speakery. Right. But we didn't review it outside of saying that we really liked the project, and I think it was on my year in the year list. Right. Pretty so sure. that that was 2014. Yes. And uh, he was on Collision. Yes. Okay. So um, he got off a of Collision. Mm-hmm. And signed with uh, Kirk Franklin's For Your Soul. Yep. And this is a major label. I believe they're distributed by Warner. RCA. E, okay, whatever. Um, and uh, this is definitely, um, this is this album is all over the place. 
And that was the intention. Right. I mean, I, so, you know, I mean, so uh, Jonathan Baker is all over this. Yep. Um, JB proud of him. A lot of writing. A lot of writing, a lot of production, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Right. He, he's all over this. Um, so you might have some more uh, insight to this than I do. But the one thing that I really took away, we can we, I mean, we can go track by track if you want. But I mean, I, I have notes and everything. But basically, the biggest thing I took away is like how much he, I don't know if he's purposely trying to sort of say I'm versatile. Like yeah. look at all the stuff I can do. Mm-hmm. But me as a guy, as a sequencing guy. This album goes all over the place. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah. you're saying it's intentional. It's in, yeah. That his intention was exactly look at all the stuff I can do. I think right. because School of Roses was so uh, well sequenced, um, it really it was really a body of work, and I think he wanted to sort of get away with that with the intention of you know I, I looked at him like the uh, groundskeeper Willie when he had the one man band suit on. <laughs> <laughs> Like he just did a little bit of everything. And I agree with that. Just I agree with it. But then I thought about how I felt when a lot of people um, didn't really grasp the Marcus Graham concept. Are we in a culture where sequence conceptual albums can exist or or are we single driven? I guess it's well, I guess it's I guess it's uh, it depends on what your intent and what your goal is. Right. You know, so if you want to tell a story with a body of work, I'm, I believe there's an audience for that. And then if you just want to put out a bunch of singles and put them on on an album, I think there's an audience for that, too. So he was obviously trying to do the latter. Right. But that's been the complaint that I've heard from a lot of people is that it's all over the place. So I know uh, Connor McDee's was there was a video put out for that. Yep. And that's not really the first single. What's the first single from this? The first single was Open Door. Okay. Yeah, first thing was Open Door. Connor McDee's was the, hey, guys, I'm actually rapping on this album because that was right. a complaint of School of Roses. So shout out to Taylor and shout out to Sky Zoo. I was, you know, that burned my little ego. <laughs> my friend got on a Sky Zoo record before I did. But, uh, yeah, Open Door is the first single. Did you like Open Door? My, uh, I see that Drake Flow has made its way to Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't like Open Door. There's definitely a little bit of Drakery going on there. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, sometimes all right. Sometimes Chris can weave into like a a, a Drake Andre three thousand hybrid mm. with his flow. Yeah, I hear that. I hear but that. Sometimes. I mean, that, that's not a knock. I mean, everybody, nah. everybody's doing. It. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like it's not biting or anything like that. But like, yeah, nah. You can so, tell it. Song was all right. I mean, if I'm thinking of a first single, that's not the song I would choose. What is the single that you would choose? I, I mean, isn't the only choice "My Love Is Real"? I almost threw this across the room. I almost threw what I had in my hand across the room. Why is that? Because that is the obvious single. It's and so obvious. And it's not the next single. Uh, first of all, it's it's at track nine. That's a problem. Yep. This needs to be three or four. It's where you put your single. It's where you put your your, your hit. Yep. This is, you know, he he he's he's uh, dipping into some you know MJ Pharrell feeling Absolutely. going on here. Absolutely, it's nice out. Like right. this perfect spring beginning of summer. My allergies are kicking in because the trees, the leaves and starting to grow on trees. Like that's this record in a nutshell. It just screams, please put me out and play me on the radio. Yeah. So what's the next single? Afraid With You. I'm not mad at that song. I love and hate that song. Okay. Can you describe your, uh, your conflicted feelings? I love it because it's an incredible song. Okay. I hate it because of personal reasons oh, okay um <laughs> i'm not really a ballad dude like sure, sure sure but it's not it's a good song yeah i think that's more of a fall record 
Mm. You could totally listen. And if you want to go, because now it's if we're going to go conceptual, then you absolutely do my lover's brew. I'm not mad at stop me being the single right now. That, that's yeah, it's peeing and stuff. I'm not mad at that at all. Right. I mean, stop me seems custom designed to be licensed for movies and TV. Oh, absolutely. Right. And it's no, no shot. I mean, it's and it's going to do well there, and it already is. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm not mad at that being a single. Um, and then you go directly into My Love is Real. And then right after that, you follow it up with Afraid with you. That, pff, that's money to me. That's that's plainly out. You can maybe go with number 51. Uh, you could possibly go with uh, even Fort Knox will work as like a B-side single. Like yeah, a, that has a very um, uh, 2020 experience feel to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of Justin on this album. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. But I'm, that's to be, ex- I mean, you know, sure. Why wouldn't there be? I would love uh, a Fort Knox hybrid with the second half of Fifty Shades. I like the first half of Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades is dope. Shout out to Smurf for shooting a video. Shout out to Smurf. Uh, that's uh, um, Wit and 42 North. Yep. Shout out to Wit. Shout out to 42 North. I will be talking to you guys soon. And But I love the second part. second part is cool. I love the second part. Nah, first part's better. I, I, um, how do you feel about blackmail? Well, you know... When I first heard, so my my sort of thought process listening to the song is like when you hear the song sonically, it's in the Christian, it's in the Christian Grey reel. Is it Christian? I keep saying Christian. Is it Kristen or Christian? Kristen. Thank you. In the Christian Grey wheelhouse, right? Piano ballad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, conceptually on verse two, it's you know he's taught really starting to get into about what it means to be a black male. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no problem with that, and it, I I think that's kind of interesting, but. From a technical point of view, what I actually appreciate is he kind of opens his voice up a little bit more. Like with his singing, he can be really controlled. Mm-hmm. But like on blackmail a little bit, he's kind of letting it go. Mm. And I, I like that. Mm. I don't really like the bridge on blackmail. What, with uh, with Lauren? Yeah, I don't like that. Sorry. I love Lauren. Not, nah, I'm not just not feeling that that part. But um, it blackmail is an interesting – where it is in the album is interesting – I agree. Um, it's sandwiched between the two worship songs. Yeah. Um, which, not for me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't really know fully what Blackmail Interlude is supposed to be doing. It samples Blackmail. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, the beat, it's funny. Like The way the two halves of the melody meet up, I, you really notice it on Blackmail Interlude. It kind of vaguely sounds like 90s influenced in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, a Right. I'm 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 not I'm not mad at blackmail. Um I I don't know about the place again the sequencing of this is just kind of weird, you know. Um yeah, how, I mean what do you think about blackmail? It made me oh man, it's a haunting record. Mm, why do you say haunting? I don't know. Okay. It just when I heard it for the when I heard cuz I I heard the album like back in January and I heard it back in January. Um and I remember really liking it when I heard Blackmail for the first time, but then when I got the album and I heard the song, it like, it followed me. I can't really describe it. And it like, it just, it made me uncomfortable. Or maybe it was like a burden just conceptually. Like you can, it's a very painful song. Oh, sure. Um, and maybe that was what it was as I'm just sort of talking it out. It's a great record. Um, it's just a really heavy record. And you're right, as you bring this up, like why is this at the end of the album? Um, well, I just... Well, I mean, 
not why, but just I think it would I think it would have been better served to be a little earlier. So let me ask you this: Is it always the case? Because I granted my experience listening to uh, Christian hip hop, Christian R and B is limited. Is it always the case that the worship songs are at the end? No. Okay. Not at all. Because I feel like that's what happens on Lecrae's albums. <sighs> Lecrae's a bad example to use. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that, that immediately popped into mind. If you want to talk about controlled music, n- very, very few can compare as far as controlled musically to Lecrae. He's super controlled. Right. Reach Records is a freaking controlled wheelhouse. Right. Um, or it's very hard. It's very hard for them to go outside of this box that they created for a myriad of reasons that we'll get into whenever we do the religion and hip hop episode again. Um, but what were we talking about? <laughs> like why? Uh, oh, why the worship songs at the end? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Okay. I honestly don't know. Um, I, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a, more of a burden for just being more, um, upfront and, uh, deliberate with your beliefs because I feel like Christians don't do that because we're so like tiptoey. We don't want to offend anybody without just understanding that a lot of what we stand for is just offensive, but it's a different type of offensive. You almost have to redefine offense, but that's a whole different conversation. But I say that to say, I'm not mad at where follow you is. I wish nowhere was a little earlier. I wish you would have got to nowhere a little quicker. I like nowhere better than follow you. But Follow You was the big, you know, that's the singing in the middle of the rain on my knees, boys to men on mid to knee record. Um, I just wish that Nowhere was a little earlier. I wish they would have got to that a little earlier. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, it literally is case by case, dude. Okay. It's really case by case. So do you, it, I'm, I'm just going to remember, I'm, I'm, I'm the outsider here. So I'm going to ask dumb questions. Please. And there's no such thing as a dumb question. Does he have to have songs like that on, on this album? Um, I know that that was his intention. I okay. know he wanted to be very upfront with that. Um, I know that he caught a lot of flack from School of Roses for it not being uh, um, Jesus enough. Um, but a lot of people don't understand or didn't understand what he was going through at the time. And even I'm not as privy to it. Um, but I just know that there were some personal issues that he had to get out through the album. Um, and to me, that's still gospel. Because if you look through the Bible, the Bible's filled with people trying to process life and at times failing at it, making many mistakes on their way to finally sort of having their redemptive moment. I mean, you Um, just described the Armand wake up experience. Pretty much. Right. And and that's been a key part of your music, right? For a long time is that you talk about being a Christian, but you're not preachy to use that word that has gotten me in trouble on the show before. But at this point, I want to know what preachy is because on this new album, I've got records that probably are going to, people are going to probably identify as preachy. Mm. I'll tell you when I hear them. Okay. I'll, I'll send them to you because I've got roughs like ready yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. I've got a record called Jesus. <laughs> it's super preachy. Right. Um, or whatever. I guess I can't even say what's preachy because I, I don't even know what that means when people say, because you're not the only one who says, Armand, you're not preachy. So I just want to know what preachy means like in general when, when, people, when uh, unbelievers of Christianity say that. Right. I'm asking. Um, I mean, I can tell you, follow you. <laughs> that is, you know, singing about what the Lord's going to do, you know, take away fear. Like that's... That's preachy? It's getting there. It's certainly... Um, you know what it is? <sighs> And I think we've talked about this on the religion and hip hop episode. Honestly, I think for me, part of it is like growing up, 
you know, my mom still identifies as as being Protestant, which is kind of a weird thing to probably identify as. But like, at least in Connecticut, like the notion of like religion is something that is very private. Mm, okay. Religion, like the only thing that matters is your like personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, you know. Whether you go to church or not, or don't go to church, whether you talk about like the, it's, it's a, it was always, it's like growing up for me, like it was always like, it's up to you and it's very private for you. Hmm. Okay. So it's when people talk about, and I realize this probably sounds crazy, but like it's when, it's when people get really kind of like very explicit talking about like the things that God has done for them. Okay. I'm always just kind of like, well, that's, that's for you. Mm. Like that's your thing. Mm-hmm. why are you telling me about, like it, that sounds terrible i know but like that's kind of for me it's like it's just it it crosses over from being private to not private and for, for you specifically i would say you have rapped about what it means like you have rapped about sort of navigating your way through life as a christian mm-hmm. as opposed to sort of getting really like explicit about like how the lord has saved you do you know yeah. what i mean yeah. So I think that comes down to uh, people always say this, like, oh, this is it's not religion. It's a relationship. But it, it gets to a place where, you know, for example, you can talk about your wife and how amazing she is and you do it at the drop of a hat. Sure. If anybody's around you for longer than 10 minutes, <laughs> the first thing that they know is that you are snarky and hilarious and that you love your wife. Those are the first two things. That's right. And that's be. <laughs> That's right. And that's based off of uh, you and your wife's relationship is or the your ability to talk about her is based off of the intimacy that you guys have out of the relationship. You guys have been through some things. I'm sure she's helped you uh, through some very dark times in your life, um, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. But when you talk to me about your wife, I don't think it's preachy at all. I love it because for somebody like me who's been divorced, somebody like me who doesn't do relationships well, it's always good. It does my heart good to hear people who have done, who do relationships good, who do them well, who are happy and they're having a successful. And that doesn't mean that you guys are absent of problems and issues at all. It just means that when you initially talk about your wife, the first place, the first place where your mind goes is to a good place and you express that. Right. On the parallel... And I, and this is why I think that my album is going to be different. And this is why I don't get mad at that either. Cause honestly, even as a Christian, I was very kind of, I was very upset at people who would be upfront and overt with their, with, you know, Jesus did this. And I'm looking at him like, well, he ain't did that for me. So like, I don't want to hear about that, but I had to let him do it. I had to like really divorce a lot of my ideologies of what I thought God was and who I thought he was supposed to be in my life. And that's where a lot of my music was navigating through. And now I'm at a place where it's like, I get it. And I don't have to know or understand, but the relationship that we have allows when certain things happen, I just know that it's not happenstance. It's not luck. It's not, I'm not gonna say opportunistic because God uses opportunity. It's not just some random thing that happens. It's literally the Lord. There's good things that happen and, and I mean, all good things, but like there's just certain things that I can tell you story after story after story where I can't. I mean, even this hot 97 thing, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I did anything to do that. It was opportunity, but I feel like God used that to be like, hey, look what I can do for you. So um, I get it. 
it, but I think that for some people, um, it may just take them a while to get to a place to understand where a, where a record like Follow You comes from because you really have to be in a des. Uh, Unfortunately, this is just this is just God's love language. I believe it. It's pain. It's desolation. It's uncertainty. And like those are the moments where we're like we divorce all of our ideologies where it's like God just take this pain away and he comes and either he takes it away or he gives us peace while we're in that pain. And nothing is permanent while we're here on Earth. Like pain is temporary. You break your foot. It's going to heal. Whether you limp with it after whatever that that's a whole different thing but like it's not broken you can still walk on it and that's just how pain is in 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 our lives and just god god is just able to god show himself in that when you let him and it really took me a long time to get to that place where it was like okay i get it and i don't have to put my hands on i'm such a control freak and i realized that my control freak nature is often is often out of fear because i feel like if it doesn't work out this way, then it's going to hurt. But F it, it's just going to hurt. That's life. Everybody's going to hurt. But it's, it, it, I'll say this and I'll stop ranting. Some things about God just cannot be explained. And 10 years into my walk with God, I finally realized that. I just cannot. Some people can articulate the things that happen in their relationship with God very well. I'm not at that place yet, but I just know that he's real and he's absolutely 100% real to me. And I don't fault anybody. Here's the last thing I'll say. I don't fault anybody for having faith issues because number one, if you're a Christian, you haven't had faith issues. You, you need to question your relationship with God or you just ain't got to that place yet. And number two, God is very, very hard to very, very hard to understand. There's a level of faith. That's why it's called faith where you just don't understand the process. You have to trust in something that you don't see. And that's hard for a human mind to grasp. And like, it's hard. That's difficult. You almost need to ask God to help you believe in something that is impossible to believe in. But I say that even though it's impossible to believe in, it's there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I say that to say I get uh, your stance on follow you. I totally get it. I totally understand. It resonates. I don't fault you or anybody else who who ascribes to that. And I don't think of anybody as less of a person who does that. Um, and I think that's what a lot of church and Christians have done. And that's what sucks. We just... I like this exclusive club that we're better than everybody and we're really not. Um, but it just gets to a place, Doc, where it's just it's just different. You, you know what I realized? <clears throat> I'm looking at, I'm on Genius right now, looking at the lyrics to follow you. Mm-hmm. You have to really like abandon your perceived coolness and cynicism. Yeah, yes. And as a culture, that doesn't work for us. Absolutely. So- I actually think that's an interesting problem that like if, you know, we talk about sort of big picture issues in the show, but like with, with, with Christian hip hop or Christian R&B versus whatever the term is. I don't want to use secular. Secular. uh, We'll just say not overtly Christian hip hop and R&B. To be this earnest and to strip away the irony and the cynicism and to just really like lay it out there. Yeah. Like for me, I'm like, that's too out there. Sure. Right. Sure. But as a culture in general, people look at that. And I mean, this is no shot at, at, at Christian Gray, like, because he's doing what he's doing and he's ridiculously successful right now. Yeah. But like, you have to really like, you have to be at a different kind of place. Yeah. To re- to have these lyrics even resonate with you. You Absolute, know what I mean? Absolutely. And 
that's an interesting problem for people who both want for Christian music to be be like this and be quote unquote cool and successful with with mainstream Absolutely. society. You, I don't think you can have both. Absolutely. You have to decide what's more important. Absolutely, Jesus will never be cool. Never. Well, ever. I'll say this: we can throw Jesus out of the picture for a sec. This level of earnestness and naked honesty is rarely cool. There's an exception to yeah. everything, but it's rarely cool. I agree. I agree. No matter what it's about. Like if you, if you, if you remove the, 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 any reference, any overt reference to Lord or anything else in the song, which there's not a whole lot actually. And if you made it about a girl, right. If he was singing yeah. about a girl, yeah, this would, if he was instead singing about a girl, you and I would probably be sitting here thinking, this is the sappiest I'm on my knees begging, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Because it's, a, it's, it's, you know. It's it's a level that most people look at and go, eh, all right, too far. Yeah. You can beg, but you can't go full begging. <laughs> yeah. But in in I believe that But in you know, I think I think back. Right. <laughs> but I think that for the worship song, I think that's the point. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's where God wants you, at an absolute place of desolation where nothing else but him will satisfy you. You know what I'm saying? But, it, it, but for a lot, of, a lot of people, if not all of us, if you're not immediately sort of born into that or if you just don't jump into it head first, like that's going to take you a while to get to that place. Like I said, it took me 10 years and I'm still not there. Um, but yeah, there's a, you're, you're absolutely right. I have nothing else to add on to what you said. I totally get it. And I agree. And what a lot of Christians need to understand it for them that's a very hard place as well, too. They're just not going to vocalize that because it's OK. So prior to like Hell's Paradise 2, which is Witt and Dre Murray. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, beat on my own chest and say, you know, nobody was rapping about them like that before me. But <laughs> like around 2011, 2012, 2013, uh, Christian music was very ho-hum. Yay, yay, yay. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Nothing about your life. Then it got to a place where it was like all life, 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 everything sucks, and there's no Jesus. Like there has to be a balance in that. And, and I think that between School of Roses and this, Chris sort of accomplished the balance. It's good to hear him in a better place because some of those records on, I mean, Hello or Goodbye is a, is a freaking heavy record too off of uh, School of Roses. So yeah, there totally has to be a, a, a balance in, in like your walk. That's that's pretty much what your walk with God is. It's what the what what did I get myself into? <laughs> and you're going to have several conversations with yourself and with God about that. Like, yo, like, what are you doing? Where are you? Who are you? Who do you think you are? And a lot of Christians are afraid to have that conversation because they feel like if we say that, then God all of a sudden is going to be angry at us because we think that God is a, is simply a God of morality and he's not. God's not afraid of your your mess. God's not afraid of you uh, dealing with, you know, anger and bitterness and masturbation and, you know, whatever you're dealing with, whether you're a murderer, you're a child molester, whatever crazy, unthinkable things that you've done or you've thought in your head, they don't scare God. And he actually wants you to tell him about that stuff. But we're not, we weren't at that place where we could talk about that. So when this stuff became less taboo, then like... We just started dumping stuff, but then we completely like shut God out. Like, let's talk about our problems and let's, 
you know, let's be depressed together, but let's push Jesus out the door. No, we need to let him in the middle of that as well. So I think we're getting to a balance in that where that's, that's good um, and necessary. But I, I, in the future, I would like to hear more of more overt what you're referring to as preachy music, because I think to see what Chris is doing on this record is very unique where, as you said, he's stripping himself and he's saying, yo, like, this is what it is. People are looking at him like, what? Like, what? And I think that's good, though. That's a good what for people to have, even if they're completely turned off to the idea. Just to know that God is able to do that to somebody is something to behold. Anything else you want to say about this album? Um, oh, I have one question for you. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Do you like the song Connor McGee's? I, I'm not crazy about the beat. I don't. The beat. So the beat, like in the sequencing of the song, it's definitely like more energy. Yeah. But uh, Sky's was cool on this. Sky's okay. Taylor kills and Chris is Chris is good. I like how Chris even gave himself the dramatic beat switch. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's his <laughs> it's his song. It's his song. It's his song. Yeah, but shout out to Taylor. Taylor ate on that record, and I I be getting on him about you know like getting on other people's records and, and smashing. And he, he definitely did that on, on here. So shout out to Taylor. That's my guy. That, I think Taylor might be my favorite rapper right now. Mm. Like, period. Like he's, he's just great. And we have records and he's gonna, about to do some stuff that is going to like, I'm not going to say shock a lot of people, but the dude can rap. So I'm, I'm definitely proud to call him a, a, a friend. And even just, and I'll even say this, since we're being, this is an honest episode, my last very, like, depressed episode which was a few months ago like nothing else would speak to me the way that his music did and i think that's why i'm placing him on a pedestal because he was able to touch places musically like within me emotionally that a lot of people a lot of sermons a lot of places couldn't go so i'm I'm glad to see him eat and get opportunity and stuff like that he's about to have a really good year so Shout out to Taylor but nah to Conor McDee's is, it's all it's all right but i like the i like the intent I like uh I like playing favorites better. That Sky and Chris's record on Sky's album, I like that record better. So overall, how do you feel about this album? It just feels unfocused to me. I mean, I get it as like in terms of a, um, this is Chris's like introduction, you know, to the larger world. Now he did. I mean, School of Roses like charted on Billboard. Like it, you know, that it, it's not. It wasn't like some little SoundCloud project. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. But. I feel like, and maybe I don't know if it's intentional or not, but, you know, bigger distribution, major label, Kirk Franklin cosign, you know, it's uh, it's sort of like a, here's all the different kind of things I can do, which I'm not 100% mad at, except, you know, we talked about on the show, like, I can't believe that My Love Is Real wasn't out there up front. Yep. Like, I get Stop Me. I, you know, uh, I understand how that works. I kind of get Connor McDee's as like a little buzz single because... He's rapping and Sky's on it, whatever else. But like, okay, aside from that, it's got to be My Love is Real. Yeah, far and away. All right. Far and away. So um, I initially said something when I first heard this album, and I'm not sure about it now. I really, 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 really like this album. I think it's, I think it's a really, really good album. And I thought when I first heard it, I compared, and I'm, when I say this, you're going to be like, <gasps> but let me explain it. Okay. So I felt like, this in School of Roses would be definitive to his career, not in terms of okay. impact, sure, sure, not in terms of anything. But I felt like this was what Off the Wall and Thriller was for Mike, meaning that they set a tone for him as a solo artist and as uh, a pop superstar and what Mike 
later went on to do to, of course, be a cultural icon. So I, I initially felt like he did that with these two albums. I still feel like these are great albums that I feel like what Chris does next is going to be incredible. I think he feel like, I feel like he had to get this out of his system. And the more I listen to it, the more I'm, I ascribe to the unfocused piece. I think it's a great album. I think sequencing hurts it. Um, and I think there was maybe one or two ideas that didn't need to be like come to fruition. Could have been a little shorter. The blackmail interlude, few of the spots like that. Sometimes it kind of takes a while. To, I, one thing I did notice about him is that it, it with School of Rose, it took a while to get going. With this one, it immediately goes, which is what I like. But I feel like with this next album, he's going to find his stride and hit a vein and do sort of the hybrid music of what he wants to do. With well, that being said, what's up? I was going to say, I think that's interesting. I, you know, for him, because this is getting significantly more attention than the last album. Right. I think he's going to be a great example of someone to see what lessons does he learn because Absolutely. he has so many different styles that he can do. I agree. What does he take away from this album as here's what I should do more of? I agree. I think that'll be the most interesting thing of all. I agree. Okay. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think that's why, because I think Chris is, I think Chris is knowing Chris and we're not like best friends, but knowing Chris, I feel like he's the type of person who will learn and adjust and he'll have a third album. And I, th- I think, I think, I think he'll do well. I think he'll learn from whatever mistakes or whatever adjustments need to be made off of this. I think he'll make it. But with that being said, the glory album by itself is, it's a really, really good project. I really like it. And I want to go pull an ice cube straight out of Compton ice cube, not real life ice cube and take some bats to the record label and try to figure out why my love is real. Isn't going to be the single because there's no other choice. Yeah, I just don't even, I'm, that just makes no sense to me at all. No other choice. But yeah, good project. So shout, shout out to the whole team. Shout out to the team. Any, uh, anything else you want to talk about this week? Uh, I think we've done enough. <laughs> Amazingly enough, there probably is a good 30 or 40 more minutes that we could find some stuff and sort of squeeze out some conversations. We didn't talk about Kendrick's numbers. No. We didn't talk about him releasing uh, everything on, on vinyl and physical copies and you know, there's there's a there's a few other places we could go, but we'll we'll save that for we didn't even recap the Buster Rhymes retro and right right we, we we really glossed over Fife. Oh man, we didn't even talk about Fife. Yeah, so we okay. can end with that. Let's end with that. Let's end with this. So here here's my question before we even talk about Fife the artist. Okay, will we do a Tribe Called yeah. Quest retrospective? Yeah, let's just get that out of the way right now. Okay. <sighs> I feel like that is that might be something that we need to get some other well and, and hands on. That's I don't I don't disagree. It's just um, I mean, as long as people are ready to go as in depth as we were as we're gonna go, I think they are. Okay. Tribe is one of those people. Like like I said, my 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 last girlfriend is like a freaking tribe aficionado, and whenever I say tribe, called quest a q. Tip five. If I say anything of any one of those words, she nerds out for a good 45 minutes. Right. So I feel like tribe fans, I feel like you're going to get a bunch of casuals now, but tribe fans are consistently very nerdy and deep because their tribe were nerds. Right. You know, in their day. So, you know, I, th- I yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, my whole thing was I didn't want to do it just because five passed. Right. 
I wanted to do it. You know, we we've been talking about doing a, a tribe retro for years. Yeah, we just, just never we just never got around to it. Just never got around to it. So, but never mind, clock radio speakers. Let's 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 talk about the unfortunate situation of of, of Fife's passing. I mean, I'll say this much: I um, he was always a bit underrated. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but like, I was almost kind of like, look, I, I'm glad that people like had, there was an outpouring of like, wow, I can't believe five died or whatever else. I feel like people kind of did the thing that they do when a celebrity dies and they kind of go, oh, I can't, you know, this person was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to be like, why would not you sing in their praises before? Right. And so I don't even want to, I'm not even trying to take anything away from Fife, I'm more talking about the reaction online that I saw, which, you know, fit the pro, fit like what, what you hear from, you know, anytime a celebrity dies, right? It's always a, oh, they were the best at this or this or this. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's just a function of there's too much media. So people need an event, whether it's tragic or not, to focus on the actual person at hand. Right. Um, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's what it is, but, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're going to take our time to do a retro and that we're not rushing it out just because Fife unfortunately passed. I think he was always underrated. Yep. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, and say he was like my favorite rapper because he wasn't. I'm sad that he died, but I'm not going to like rush to, you know, put him on the hip hop Mount Rushmore. Um, but he was a part like without him. Like, I think a lot of times I think at first Q-Tip was underappreciated with Tribe. And then when people started learning that, oh, no, he's actually like producing, I think a little it might have swung around a little bit too much to, oh, Q-Tip was mostly Tribe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think Fife was important to Tribe. He absolutely was. And Tribe, I mean, first of all, why, why we have a rock and roll Hall of Fame, but we don't have a hip hop Hall of Fame. I don't understand that. Right. Like, why are they putting like, why are they putting rappers in the rock Hall of Fame? It's not rock. But um, if there was a Hall of Fame, Tribe's going immediately and fife is a part of that and it's an incredible legacy they had three classic albums um i don't even know what else what, what, what more can you say um right. a great legacy yep i don't i don't have anything else to add on that um i don't have anything else to add it was just it was shocking yeah i mean i um i vaguely remember hearing that he might have had some health issues but i didn't realize it was this bad yeah well if you watch the documentary he really goes into details with his diabetes yeah and how he wasn't really like necessarily following, you know, taking all the medicine like he was supposed to. His wife was really getting on him about it in the documentary, which to me, that might, oh God, see, I don't want to say this just because it's, you know, he's passed and people sort of hype stuff up. That, if it's not the greatest hip hop documentary ever, it's top five. Mm. It was really, really well done. Um, I actually wish it was longer, but they covered everything. It was really, really good. So they, they do get into it and he does look a little frail at times. Um, and I, I did hear something about they were going to do like a tour. They were going to do something last year and Fife pulled out. And uh, my, my ex said when when they when he pulled out, she said he knew that she said she knew that it was because of health issues more so than him and, and Tip having their problems. Right. Like he just physically could. Because if you watch the documentary, there's there's parts of the show where he just can't perform. He's literally leaning on Q-tip like for strength. Otherwise, he's going to fall over. Right. Which is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, oh, wow. So I thought he had type two diabetes, but apparently 
Did he have type one or type two? See, I, I don't even know the difference. Um, oh, wow. I think he had type one, if I'm reading this correctly. So type one is, um, it's genetic, right? Like, or it's, you have it. Type okay. two is brought on by poor disease, uh, not poor disease, poor diet. And you can kind of manage it with, um, you can manage it with diet and exercise, and if it gets really bad, eventually you have to take insulin. But you can you can manage it without it. Eventually, you always have to keep an eye on it. But like type one, uh, your your pancreas is just failing basically. Wow, that's what that's what Marissa has. Wow. So you know, so she has an insulin. So that's why, like, I I'm honestly I I somehow never saw the tribe documentary. And if he really gets in the detail about like what diabetes does to him, I don't even I, that might be too hard for me to watch. Sure. Um, sure. Because, like, you know, we live with it every day. Like, yep. you know, it's always like, what's the blood? What's her blood sugar? Like, how? You know, what? What's this? What's the pattern? What? You know, what? That, actually, that's some of the crazy stuff they have now. Like, she has like a sensor on her that like has Bluetooth and talks to her phone. Oh wow! And so I can see like every five minutes, like it takes like her blood sugar, and it has a has an Apple Watch app, so she can look on her watch and see what her blood sugar is, which is crazy. Um, but, uh, it's a constant, like if, if someone has type one diabetes, it's like, it's a constant thing that you're always thinking about and always having to worry about. Like you can, ne- you can't take a day off, but even still it's a toll on your body. Sure. And so if you're touring, like if your blood sugar is low, like you can't do anything, like you have to, like, you have to get it to a good spot. Yeah. So, you know, whether he had type one or whether he had type two that he didn't really take care of himself in either way, like if his blood sugar is out of control, like you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, man. I didn't know that. <sighs> I hate when we always end the show on like, like depressed stuff. <laughs> Somebody tell a joke. Um, okay. The model and the minister coming soon. Cairo <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, stunt for Jesus. Is that going to be a song? No, um, no, 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 no. Um, I was going to Acc- say accidental thirst trap is definitely a song. Even though it sounds like that LL Cool J accidental racist, so we might have to name it something else. <laughs> I'm a white man. Oh man, I forgot about that. Oh boy, all about that record. Oh, Ooh. so unintentional thirst trap. That's definitely on. Um, yeah, unintentional thirst trap will be. Can that be a part one and a part two? <laughs> and like, did I get like a phone call, and the second one is like me and the girl going back and forth like 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 doing it but we're talking about like me curve i'm like curving her instead of you know talking through walls and no whatever. no she's she, she's mad at you because she thought that you put out the thirst trap but it was unintentional so it's you're trying to get her back you're 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 begging in part two. Oh god <laughs> i don't know if i don't know if i'm gonna beg did i beg on marcus graham because i don't if i did like i don't think i can go there anymore no more begging records no, not for me. Mm-mm. No more no, hand claps. No more hand claps, please. Oh, did you, you <laughs> did you hear that? Just Blaze, he did a he did a radio set maybe like two weeks ago. I think we need to do a red show on him now because I think he's done. You think he's done? I think he's done. He said I, I saw I saw something online. Looked like he was he was trying to do a couple things for some people, trying to get back into it. Yeah, like so he played a he was you know when he does those sets he plays unreleased stuff so he's playing like. He did a beat for J like he did like a snippet of a J Electronica record, like Exhibit H or something like that. And it just sounded it just sounded like it would have been crazy in two thousand and nine. Mm. 
So like all the unreleased stuff he was playing was just like, <laughs> like even, even there's a there was a video of him like he was in the studio with Snoop Dogg and the beat was like it was one of those it was a four second snippet of a beat and it wasn't yeah. crazy. Yeah, all his comments were like, "Yo, just blurred." I think he's done, man. Mm. And it sucks because he's one of my goats, but I think he's done. So we need to do a just retro. Yeah, I mean we haven't we covered no. Yes and no. I mean, we covered a lot with Rockefeller, but he and did so. But yeah, but we could we could revisit that. He did a lot. Yeah, we can revisit, and he did a lot of one-offs. So he had a couple of runs. Mm. So with those runs, they were so sporadic. You know, we can talk about you know, uh, uh, God, what was the name of that song? Um, didn't he produce "Get It on the Floor"? Was that Nick Cannon too? <laughs> and didn't he do? Um, oh, what was that record? I can't think it was, I can't, I'll, I'll know it when I hear it, but I feel like it had the Yin Yang Twins on it. <laughs> hold on. It was a, that was an unfortunate time for hip hop. It really was. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to, Yin Yang Twins. Oh, see, this is the one thing I suck about, that sucks about having a new phone. Like, I really got to. You got to train it. Yeah, man. To I, know all your, your shortcuts. I hate it. Doesn't that just sync with Android? <laughs> it can, um, but I'm using the Samsung keyboard versus my Google keyboard. Yeah. So that's why it's not sinking. Because actually, this keyboard actually isn't bad. But I can't, I can't find the song. Yeah, I'll, I'll look for it. So, Whatever. so you think he's done? Yeah, man, I think it's right. over. I think it's over. Which hurts my heart to say. I mean, he had a good run. He had a great run. All Jeez. Right. Anything right. else you want to talk about? No, because we were supposed to end on another run, on a on a high note. That we on a high note. <laughs> I tried it. I tried to get high. You bring, <laughs> you did. I'm sorry. That was my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all, all good. Right, um, so thank you everybody uh, for listening to this week's Cockroach Speakers. Um, as always, follow Armand on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as well. But more importantly, follow the show on Twitter at CRS Podcast. Use the hashtag Cockroach Speakers. Um, check us out on FourthDistrict.com, CockroachSpeakers.com, and we'll be back next week. Armand, anything? Anything else? Nope. All right. We'll uh, we'll see y'all later.